Hello, everyone. Welcome to Eternity, where love never fails. Hello, everyone. Thanks for listening. This is the Eternity Bible Study Podcast, where we walk through the Bible together every weekday, Monday through Friday. We're podcasting from here in the United States and in Zambia with a goal to share our thoughts and encourage one another as we read God's Word together verse by verse. My co-host in Zambia, Matali and I, are both listening to Through the Bible Podcast and then sharing our thoughts and encouragement with you. From America to Africa and everywhere else, God is in control. As always, our attribution goes to Through the Bible with Dr. J. Vernon McGee. So if you've ever wanted to try to read the Bible every day, we hope you can join us. We're regular people just like you, trying to learn more about God and walk in step with His Holy Spirit. So if you have your Bible, feel free to read along. And if not, no problem. We'll try to put it all together for you. So let's get started. Hello, everyone. We're in the book of Revelations. We're going to be looking um, now at chapter 19. I'm really excited to look at this one. This now uh, marks a big change in the book of Revelation. Now we are getting ready to see um, a time of great joy because Christ now is, um, we've got the second coming of Christ. And um, all it starts off with heaven just rejoicing, and we get this hallelujah uh, singing kind of. Uh, McGee calls it the hallelujah chorus of heaven. We get these four um, hallelujah salutations going on. We see four times we see hallelujah being sung. In heaven, this is in heaven, it's being sung by this great multitude of people. And uh, we're only going to be looking at one verse today. This is uh, chapter 19, verse 1. I'll read it. After this, I heard what seemed to be the loud voice of a great multitude in heaven crying out, Hallelujah! Salvation and glory and power belong to our God. And that's where we stop today. And so that's where um, McGee stopped. That's where we'll stop. And we'll just uh, discuss a few things. Um, But I really am, I don't know about you, but we've gone through a lot of um, depressing uh, looking uh, chapters here during the Great Tribulation, during the time where you have the, you know, Satan gets thrown down from heaven and you have the, uh, you've got um, this personification of him in the beast, and you've got this uh, religious leader, you've got this political leader, and uh, then you've got this reestablishment of uh, Babylon, and then uh, you've got this great you know, tribulation period where um, the wrath of God is, is pouring out. You know, we've, we've had the opening of the seven seals. We've had the blowing of the seven trumpets. We've had the pouring out of the seven bowls um, on, on all of this. We've had these seven different characters that we've seen. Um, 
from the woman and his son and the dragon trying to eat the son, and then the two religious leaders after that. Uh, we've seen a lot of that going on. Um, so, um, it's been uh, wild, <laughs> as, uh, as uh, McGee says, it's been a wild ride. Um, but now, all that's coming to an end. The seventh bowl has been passed, poured out. Uh, Babylon has been crushed. Uh, and then there's been all these, um, the kings of the earth, the, the merchants of the earth, the shipmasters and seafarers and sailing merchants of the earth, all have been mourning this fall of Babylon, this uh, big uh, economic power. And so then rejoicing in heaven starts breaking out uh, the latter part of chapter 18. And uh, now after this, chapter 19 states after this, and uh, we've been saying after this um, since around chapter 4, uh, as early as chapter 4 in Revelation. He's been telling us things to come, and he's always saying things to come after this thing to come, then something else is going to be coming. So again, after all this, we get another after this, and uh, here we are again. After all these things have occurred, I heard, this is I referring to John. John is still writing all these things down, this massive vision that he's having. He said, what seemed to be, you know, as best he can make out, the loud voice of a great multitude in heaven crying out. Well, this great multitude, let's keep in mind, was referenced back in chapter 7. A great multitude. And we have 144,000 people from every tribe in Israel had, who had been marked, who had been saved. God has... Uh, mark these people that they're going to be saved from the nation Israel. And um, he's very, very specific. So he's keeping his promise that he's going to bring the nation through and preserve the nation through this great tribulation time. And the great tribulation time was actually referenced by Jesus. He names it in Matthew 24, verse 21. And we've said that again. And he said, if time had not been cut short, um, these people would not be saved. So we get um, that. And then after that, he said, after this, I looked after this. It's another after this. I looked and behold a great multitude that no one could number. So he's referencing this great multitude from every nation. Okay. And these people... Um, we're crying out, salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. So, McGee is saying this is every tribe, every nation, every people, every language standing before the throne. <clears throat> and this, we are, we are getting um, the Gentiles being saved, a great multitude of Gentiles. Perhaps the, these have been saved as they've come through this great tribulation. And we've got... These 144,000 sealed from the nation of Israel. So God is in control. And then, as if that wasn't enough, one of the elders who's before the throne of Christ 
talks to John. And he specifically wants John to understand who these people are. He asks John, who are these clothed in white robes? And from where have they come? I mean, very, this is the question we want to ask. And the elder asks John to make sure John knows. And John says, you know, it's like a rhetorical question. Sir, you know. And he said to me, <coughs> these are the ones coming out of the great tribulation. Okay. These are the ones and in the elder calls it the great tribulation. Jesus calls it the great tribulation. So it's very specific who these people are. These are the ones coming out of the great tribulation. They're what they they have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the lamb. In other words, they've been saved by Christ. They placed their faith in him. But these are the ones that have placed their faith in Christ during the time of the Great Tribulation. Okay, so Christ is going to save a lot of people through this terrible time. The other interesting thing about this verse is, uh, we you know we talked about this uh, loud voice of this great multitude. These are people uh, who've been uh, saved. From this great, you know, through this great tribulation time, we've specifically asked and answered the question about who these people are. And then we get the first of the hallelujahs. Hallelujah. Salvation and glory and power belong to our God. I've heard it said that we have justification, then salvation, then glorification. So justification is when you get. Uh, Jesus has justified you on the cross. That's what he's done for you. And then salvation is when you place the faith that God has given you and uh, that saves you as you place your faith in him, as you repent of your sins, and as you walk in faith by God's grace. You're, that's your salvation. You're working out your salvation. Justification is instant. When Jesus died for your sins on the cross, it was paid for instant. Salvation occurs over your lifetime as you're working out your salvation, as you're becoming more and more like him. And then glorification occurs now when Jesus rewards those for what they have done, rewards in heaven for their deeds. That's the glorification. So your deeds follow you um, you're already saved, but you're glorified through your good works. And so that's kind of the big concepts that I've been learning about. Um, so we've got this now. We've got salvation and glory, okay, and power belong to our God. So it kind of refers to what's been going on as how people get saved, I think. As I look into this, we've got the, your salvation Okay, which is what this what we are all working on right now, our salvation, which is again walking in faith by God's grace, and that takes a whole that takes that takes God's Holy Spirit working in us. Glory, the glorification that comes from Christ's reestablishment of His kingdom in heaven, and. Christ is the only one worthy to do it, and he's the only one worthy of any of the glory. 
But our glory is sharing in Christ's glory that he gives us our reward in heaven for, for our good deeds. And so that's glorification. And power, the power that saves us was our justification on the cross. Our debt has been paid. The sin has been erased and death has been defeated. All of those things occurred when Jesus was here on earth during his first time on earth. So the power of God has already saved us. So that's kind of a, you know, as you look at those three words, salvation, glory, and power, that's talking about literally that in another, in a, maybe literally <clears throat> and figuratively talking about how we are saved. Um, so, yeah, so that's, that's uh, what heaven starts opening up and singing about, joy in heaven. We've asked this question before. Look at all this joy in heaven. The focus of all heaven is the salvation, the glory, and the power of our Lord Christ. And you have to ask yourself, where is what makes you happy today? Are not to say your life doesn't have things to worry about, but look at these people who've just come through this great tribulation. <clears throat> Talking about something to worry about. And let's go back over to Romans chapter 8, and let's read verses 18 through 25 for just a minute, because... This book of Romans, Paul in Romans, is talking about glory, future glory. And this is what Revelation is talking about. Salvation, glory, and power belong to our God. So, in Romans 8, it says, For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory <clears throat> that is to be revealed to us. So, you think you got it hard Where's your joy? Okay. So you might be suffering with something right now, with cancer, with medical illnesses, with the just old age, um, with anxiety about things or whatever it is. Don't let that take your joy away. Paul's saying none of this is comparing, worth comparing to what's coming the future glory that is to be revealed to us. Verse 19, For the creation waits with eager longing for the revealing of the sons of God. All of creation is waiting. Heaven and earth is waiting to be revealed for those who are saved and are going to be glorified with the second coming of Christ. Verse 20, For the creation was subjected to futility not willingly, but because of him who subjected it in hope that the creation itself will be set free from its bondage to corruption and obtain the freedom of the glory of the children of God. And so all of this creation was subjected to sin. And so... Now creation has hope. 
that the creation itself will be set free from its bondage to the corruption. Everything decays that has been made. Everything. Everything decays. All life and even the world itself groans. <clears throat> it's not the original intention as the way it was made. Verse 22, For we know that the whole creation has been groaning together in the pains of childbirth until now. Verse 23, And not only the creation, but we ourselves who have the first fruits of the Spirit groan inwardly as we wait eagerly for adoption as sons, the redemption of our bodies. For in this hope we were saved. Now hope is that is seen is not hope. For who hopes in what he sees? But if we hope for what we do not see, we wait for it with patience. All of creation is anticipating Christ's second coming. All of creation is anticipating the salvation and glory and power that belongs to our God. It is Christ's alone. So this is where we open up chapter 19 with great praise, great joy, and great singing by a multitude of people who have been saved through this great tribulation. That's where we re really, I think, need to recenter our hearts today, too. Just like all of creation, we need to have our hearts set on Christ. We need to have our hearts set on His coming and the reestablishment of His kingdom. And nothing that we're going through right now compares to that. So, we'll stop right here and we'll take up tomorrow this wonderful chapter of joy. Chapter 19 in, verse, in uh, the book of Revelations. So, from me to all of you, God bless you. Keep your hearts centered on Christ. Now, I'll turn the rest of the podcast over to my co-host in Zambia, Matali. Matali, can't wait to hear what you've got to say today. God bless you all. We'll see you next time.